0: Hey, brewery lovers. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is Richard. I'm here with my good friend.
1: Adam. Hey, everybody.
0: Adam, thank you for joining us for this episode. Wouldn't miss it. We are uh, in Brookville, Maryland, uh, north Montgomery County. Eastern Montgomery County. Yeah. Yeah,
1: right near Olney.
0: Right near Olney. Uh, We are at the Brookville Beer Farm. Uh, a place I've been to on a number of occasions. I've seen some live music here, always enjoyed the beer. The the space is beautiful, and we're excited to be here with Kenny Borkman, the head brewer. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us on the show. Our pleasure. And Lauren Pelliquin.
2: Hey, guys. Super excited to be here.
0: Thanks so much. We're glad to have you both. Uh, Brookville Beer Farm is one is is a beer farm. It's, it's a farm brewery, which Correct. is a special designation of brewery in the state of Maryland. We've talked about it before on the show. We've been to Ware at uh, What's the other farm brewery we went to? Anyway.
1: <laughs> on the tip of my town.
0: Milk House. Manor Hill. Manor Hill. That's it. Manor, Manor Hill. So, so, so we have been to a, to a couple of the farm breweries up here. Uh, it's an interesting concept. Um, tell us a little bit, Kenny, about... What a farm brewery is, real quick. I mean, again, we've we've been to a few, but just remind the listeners what what it is to be a farm brewery.
3: Sure. Um, as a farm brewery, we grow uh, hops here primarily. Um, however, we do also grow uh, various other herbs, spices, fruits on the property. Um, just this past year, for instance, we grew some lemon thyme that we were using in our Yellow Finch, which is our summer ale, English style summer ale. Um, as well as Pineapple Sage, which we recently brewed a uh, collaboration with True Respite um, called Convivial. That'll be coming out tomorrow, uh, February 9th. Um, you'll be able to find it in stores. We'll have it in our tap rooms. Um, It'll be for- gone by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: you guys are doing a lot of collabs. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but how did the brewery come about? Like, like, tell us, this, this brewery has a little bit different of a, of, a, of a history and background than a lot of the ones we've talked about, even with the farm
3: breweries. So tell us just a little bit about how that happened. Sure, sure. Um, so the building itself is very unique, and the, the main building itself is uh, from the turn of the last century, so late 18, early 1900s. Um, it was moved here in the 19, I believe, the early 1980s, late 1970s um by a guy who helped us with a lot with construction both with the pergola as well as uh a lot of the finishing touches on the interior of the building here. Wow. So the whole concept came about because uh Phil wanted to get back into and this is another Phil business. Muth, right? Phil Mooth, Phil Mooth, yeah, yeah, who is the owner and uh one of the co-founders. Right. Um so he had been driving up and down, uh, past this building for several months and was trying to track down who owned this building. Well, come to find out Tim McDonald, who owns McDonald landscaping, we actually share property with them, uh, own this building. And so Phil approached Tim and said, you know, Hey, would you want to start a brewery up there? You know, are you doing anything with that old building? And at the time it was a garden center. It was just a nursery. And so, uh, Phil had, Phil and Tim had developed a business plan. Um, Phil came in November of 2014 to Maryland Homebrew, and that's where we kind of crossed paths. And um, in March, he offered me a job tending hops down here in the hop yard. Um, They had planted hops in the spring of 2014. That's our lower yard with the uh, metal trellises. Um, And then I was brought on in April of 2015 to assist with like uh, the hop yard, a lot of building the farm itself, planting raspberries, blueberries, various other things, as well as expanding um, into our current major hop yard, um, the upper yard. So August of 2015, I was brought on full-time to assist with design and engineer um, for mainly the production side of things, the glycol plumbing, the actual trench drains themselves, separating effluent from our septic system because a lot of times uh, brewery effluent is so high in BOD, all the proteins, the CO2, things like that, just completely destroy septic systems. So um, we've got two separate holding tanks for that. And so I did a lot of the design. And then in May of uh, 2016, we started brewing um, before we opened the doors in late July of 2016.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about the brewery setup? Like the equipment and and the absolutely and
3: yeah so we've got uh, eight fermenters, um, three bright tanks, five uni tanks, which work as a fermenter as well as a bright tank. Um, they can they it's just beefier steel so they can withstand higher pressures. Um, ten barrel system, ten barrel brew house, and uh, a ten barrel CLT. So we've got about 130 barrels worth of fermentation capacity and then roughly 80 barrels worth of uh, bright space, conditioning space.
1: Okay, and having that combined bright tank fermenter lets you have more beer? More versatility, yeah, Yeah. yeah. More versatility?
3: Yeah, more versatility. So we can either use those tanks as a bright tank or a fermentation tank.
1: So you said before that... They met you at the Maryland Homebrew Shop. Yes. And I know before that, you were a math teacher, right?
3: Yes, yes.
1: How did you get started in the brewing?
3: Oh, man, that's a a (laughs) 79-cent question there. Um, I started brewing when I was in college, uh, when I was 20 years old with my best friend. We had met through uh, a mutual friend of ours, and we went for a hike one day and started talking. And somehow the question came up, you know, I really wonder how beer is made. And so after that hike, we went, we went out and bought some beer, you know, pulled a hay mister and went out and bought some beer and, uh, you know, sat down and started really talking about, hey, like, we should invest in some homebrewing equipment. Um, so we started brewing on my mom's stove. Bless her heart. Her and, and Bryson's mom, Marianne, Miss Kelly, shout out. Um, but, yeah, so we started on my mom's stove when, when we were 20 years old. And, um, you know, I brewed all throughout college, started working at Maryland Homebrew when I was 21. Um, brewed throughout college, brewed while I was teaching math and, um, you know, still working weekends at, at Maryland homebrew at the time. That's where I met Phil. Wow. Okay.
1: So this is your first brewing for a, your first professional, professional, first, first professional gig. How did that go in the beginning?
3: Oh my God. It was, uh, a lot of ups and downs (laughs) and as you can tell gray hairs, (laughs) but, uh, it was honestly, it was a lot to figure out all at once. Um, luckily for my uh, Bryson and myself, we had developed such a sophisticated homebrewing setup that we the transfer from a single barrel system at home to a ten barrel system here was not too bad. I was used to pumps. I was used to you know all the the chemical exchanges between sanitizers, cleaners, things like that. Um, you know sanit- sanitary practices that it was relatively easy, but having to figure out all the mechanical stuff that goes along with larger equipment, more industrialized equipment, that was probably the biggest part of the learning curve.
0: How long did it take you to, to go from sort of building the system to like feeling like you had it? You knew it, and you could, and you could really brew effectively on it. About six
3: months, yeah, realistically, yeah, it yeah. was it was about six months worth of that transition period of you know feeling like, oh god, am I doing the right thing? Am I turning the right valve at this time? <laughs> is the, the pump working right? Like, it took about six months. Um, after that, I felt really comfortable, and then eventually we developed into you know the production team that we have now. I've got um, really four guys that work with me back there. The main one is uh, Niles. And uh, he's my right hand man. He's my stand in when I'm not here, when I'm on vacation. He does a great job. Um, he brews about, I would say, 10 to 20% of the batches that we make here. Excellent.
1: Well, I can definitely say that they are extremely tasty beers.
3: Oh, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed all of the beers that, that I've had on. And this is Adam's first trip, uh, first time he's been out here to Brookville. But I have drinking the, be- the beers before. Drank the beers before. Drinking? The beer. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking the beers, haven't you? Adam? <laughs> Just <topic>. to that! <laughs> no, it's uh, the quality of the beer is always really, really high. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of experimentation with flavors uh, and styles here.
1: A lot of different varieties of beer as well.
0: Really nice, ba- mi- nice mix is what I meant to say. Nice mix of different styles from Milk Stouts, to Pilsners... Uh, Dunkles. Dunkles, yeah. It it, it it leaves something for everybody. And like I've said, everything that I've had has been really top-notch, really well done.
3: I appreciate the kind remarks. I, yeah. I do. I mean, we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this. Um, and, you know, from from my background and Niles' background as homebrewers, you know, we don't like to drink just one style of beer. Right. Um, you know, and, and Phil you know, at being a very business oriented uh, person, you know, we want to open this place up to anybody and everybody, you know, I mean, there's what a a six month old sitting adjacent to us right (laughs) now, not crying, everybody's calm and collected, everybody's cool, you know, and that's kind of the environment that we really wanted to develop early on, um, which is why the beer kind of reflects that, you know, we want to have something for everybody in the in the environment where you want to you want to have the kind of
0: space that anybody can come to and enjoy, you want to have a selection that anybody can come to and enjoy. What are what are some of the challenges with sort of being in the brewery market for Brookville Beer Farm these days, Lauren? You want to take that one because
3: uh, she is our marketing extraordinaire. <laughs>
2: uh. um, I think you know the biggest challenge is just there's so many different types of drinkers and there's so many craft beer drinkers now that making sure you can hit every market and you can keep up with every market with how long some beers take in their fermentation process to you know just being able to produce enough I think reading meeting the demands of the consumers is probably the biggest challenge I think which is a good challenge to have right. you know it's not yeah. like it's I, don't know. I, think
3: I think naming beers as well <laughs> is probably oh one gosh. of the hardest parts about all of this because making the recipe <laughs> takes no time. You know, it can sit and ferment. And then it, how do you come up with the names of the beers?
2: It's um, <laughs> it's pretty much starts as a brain dumping situation. You know, we have some um, things that we try to keep track of. So we try to make it kind of farm related since we are a beer farm. You know, we want to pull that in. We want to give it some kind of history or meaning it's easy to name a beer if you don't care what the name is, but we do care what the name is. You know, we want it to represent the beer farm. Um, and we want it to kind of make sense for the beer. So, you know, when we were naming, I don't know.
3: Strawberry run, for instance. Yeah. Okay. So for strawberry run, (laughs) which
2: we just released this week, we sat there and we were like, okay, well, it's strawberry. So we want to do something fruity. But not everybody likes fruity. But it's not over-the-top fruity. It's like just <laughs> enough fruity. And then we're like, okay, so then we can do strawberry focus. We're like, yeah, but it's not just strawberry. And then it's got it's got a little bit of other characteristics to it. Yeah, but we need to focus on the... Okay, so we'll start with strawberries. And so then you run down the list of what are names, funky names for strawberries? Or what is the characteristic about a strawberry that makes it unique? And it, I think it probably took us... All combined, a total of maybe two or three hours, spread over a few days with all of us just like, what are what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? So, <laughs> we landed on Strawberry Run um, because of the fact that, you know, when strawberries grow. They kind of spread themselves out, and those little spreads to new strawberry plants are called runs. So we're like, oh, Strawberry Run. It's about growing the strawberry and farming the strawberry. We're like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and usually when we <laughs> land on one, we're all like, oh, why didn't we think of this? Ten hours
0: ago, <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good
2: time at the end.
0: <laughs> I mean, so those are some of the challenges that you guys have had here naming naming beers. Um, is Brookville really? Are you guys really focused on bringing in regular customers, like often, or are you spending a lot of time really focused on sort of introducing Brookville to a lot of other folks? I mean, let's let me let me couch that in a little bit because you're you're not in a particularly urban area right this is very suburban and almost rural like we are
3: right on the outskirts of the uh the agricultural what we're zoned agricultural but we're right on that cusp of the ag preservation that's that's what i was looking for right um so we're close enough to Alni to where we you know people can drive five ten minutes up here and get here easily Um, you know, and you feel like you're in the countryside. You know, we've got the stablers who farm adjacent to, you know, our property. Um, We've got, you know, tree milling business, uh, Steve Pupcar back here, back behind Camp Bennett. Um, You know, it's just it, you have that country feel. I think that whether it's, you know, bringing people out or, uh, you know, trying to retain customers, I I think it's like a a healthy mix of 50-50 there. Um, We do have our regulars, I haven't seen Robert yet, but I'm sure he'll be here uh, in a few minutes. Uh, he's, right. he's one of our regulars. Andy um, and his wife, Lisa, are, are usually When he comes in, here. in, does everybody go, Robert? He actually has <laughs> a ours. name placard on the backside of the bar. So that, really? Yeah, Good. some of them. Andy does, too. Yeah,
2: Andy does, too. Uh,
3: yeah, Andy yeah. Does too All so. right.
2: I think it's got yeah. that cheers feeling. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
3: We yeah.
2: wanted this place to kind of feel like a somewhere where the Brookville only local community can come to and kind of have it as their own, you know, some ownership to oh hey, yeah, we have a brewery in our town. But at the same time, you know, we do want to get out to the other beer drinkers because the craft brewery community is extensive and they love to come visit and they love to you know do brewery tours and that kind of stuff too so, so definitely guys, a good mix. Have you guys been yeah. on
0: any of the brewery tours or been a
3: location on brewery tours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean I usually get the you know behind the scenes tour with the, the brewers themselves sure, sure. you know um, like when we went to I, you know when we all met at Astrolab
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, you know I've known Matt for, for many years now and he, I mean great guy he's yeah. making excellent freaking beer. Really good beers over there um, you know it's it's it, the brewery tours, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how people are doing things differently. You know, we're all using this, basically the same ingredients, water, right. malt, hops, yeast. Yeah. But the processing is different. You know, you, you have these subtle differences in, in brewing practice that really brings forth uh, the characteristic of your, your brewery and, and your beer itself. Tell us a little bit about the
0: style of brewing, like and your, your philosophy behind it. I mean, you can it's. Like you said, everybody, you can sort of have two brewers who are making the same basic beer. You're both making a porter or something. But but you approach the recipe differently. Sure. Do you have sort of like a style you're after?
3: Um, not necessarily. I mean, I try to stay in between old school brewing, like really traditional, you know, Reinhaiskabert type Brewing practice as well as uh, you know more of the newer stuff especially with like the New Englands and the hazy IPAs you know just the really strange things that are going on biochemically with the beer itself um, we do not use any sort of uh, grain handling system here that was one thing that Phil and I both agreed upon early on is we didn't want a flex auger chain disc systems have nylon uh, discs that are used and those things were out over time and that that plastic has to go somewhere and ultimately, it finds its way into the mash, into the beer. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying don't use it. I mean, 90%, 95% of breweries out there are, are using grain handling systems. But that was one big thing that really stuck out to Phil and I. And so when we make beer here, we are touching every part of the process. We are hand-loading malt. We are hand, you know, dumping malt from a bag into our mill and then carting that into the brewery and hand-dumping it into the mash tun. We are stirring the mash by hand. Any like our our wit beer, um, the barred owl, the White owl. Anytime we use fruit in beer, the Strawberry Run actually, three hundred and fifty pounds of strawberries that we processed in house and made aseptic in house, and the beer was racked on later that day. So we we like to source things as local as possible first. So we buy uh, malt from Dark Cloud every month. We take uh, we take about a thousand pounds from them every month, um, and we incorporate that across I would say like what about seventy five percent of our menu at this point. Um, so we source local, we like to do things, uh, a little bit more traditional in terms of automation, um, just to stay true to the ingredients. It's all for, I guess our philosophy is more about staying true to the ingredients and quality of ingredients.
1: Now I read that you also are either are or will be recycling the grains and other parts of the brewing process, hops maybe, Yes. in, in your crops.
3: Yes. So um, just this past year, we were approved as a composting facility um, by Maryland Department of Environment and Maryland Department of Agriculture. Um, we have also been approved by MDA, MDE, as well as WSSC, and... Um, to be able to use our brewery wastewater to water the compost piles because a lot of times they cook at such a hot temperature and we've got a healthy mix of green and brown matter in there that if we don't keep it moist enough it'll actually catch on fire like it'll it'll start to combust um, so our brewery wastewater from I think it's February 17th through November 17th we're allowed to pump that out to our compost um, and we have um, deadlines that we need to make with uh, Maryland Department of Environment and Maryland Department of Agriculture, in terms of, you know, how much nitrogen is in there, how much BOD is actually active in that in that compost. Um, the most recent results that we received were immaculate. The only thing we're lacking on, I think, is a little bit of potassium, um, but that's that's about it. Uh, phosphorus levels look great. Nitrogen levels and nitrate levels are you know where they need to be. Um, so you know we're really. This year, we're really focused on sustainability and creating higher quality beer as well as a higher quality experience for the customer when they come here and they see us using those sustainability practices.
1: Now, we spoke a little bit about your beers and your processes. How do you experiment with beers? I mean, do you have a smaller system or do you just brew them?
3: You know, we a big we do not have a pilot system. Okay. Um, so our popular stuff we will put into cans and that'll go out to the uh, you know to retailers and things. Um, the milk stout that I'm drinking here right now, the Brookville Creamery, um, that was the first time that we released this beer, and it has done fairly well. We may can it in the future. We may not. You know, it's it's one of those things that we try to retain some things here for the Zap room. Um, I do not have a pilot system. Having worked at Maryland Homebrew for so long and, you know, having people coming in and saying, hey, I want a beer that's going to taste like this or I want a beer that's going to taste like this and creating recipes for people on the fly really helped me to understand, okay, this is what this is going to do at this stage of the process. Um, So it's recipe development doesn't take me all that long, Um, you know, and and then any kind of additives that we want to add, fruit, spices, things like that. usually come mid fermentation, you know, Hey, what about this? Phil, you know, it's it's usually Phil that pops out of the office. Like, Hey, why don't we try this? Okay, cool. All right. And so we'll sit down and we'll talk about, okay, here's how we're going to do it. Here's how much money we're going to put down on it. Here's how much quantity we're going to need. And here's how long it's going to need to sit on that, you know, additive ingredient, like fresh vanilla beans, or, um, for instance, the, the flexible flyer that we do our oatmeal, raisin stout, we actually put flaked oats into the bright tank. And I've never heard of anybody doing grain cold side before. Yeah, we um, So we've been, we've been playing around with that uh, pretty frequently, um, you know, using g- grain cold side. Hmm. Um, and we figured out a, a way to kill the bacteria um, on the outside of the grain itself. A lot of times grain carries lactobacillus sure. um, just on the hull or the, the outside of the grain through processing. Uh, so we found a way to get rid of that as well as the guts of the bacteria so that we're not cross-contaminating anything.
0: Interesting. That, yeah, I've not not heard of anybody like actually doing grains on the coal side, so that's that's cool, and it's a delicious. I mean, the 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 flexible flyer, yeah, the is oatmeal raisin yeah. salad. really really nice. Thank um, you. So it's it's a well done beer, and I hadn't thought of. I didn't I didn't know that that was that's where the oat came from, but it it had something really special to the flavor. Thank you. So. Tell us about the distribution. Where can people f- get beer from Brookville Beer Farm? And what are your plans in the future uh, in terms of, I mean, I'm looking right now at sort of a, a, a wall length, what, 25 feet long, uh, of, of all of the cans that you have available right now. They're all, by the way, there's a, there's a few large bottles, but it's mostly 16-ounce cans. Yep. Uh, I don't see any 12-ounce cans here. Nope. Correct. Do you can on site? We do. Yeah. We bring in a mobile canner. No, you bring in a mo- mo- you bring in a mobile canner, so you don't have you don't have canning equipment. But but it's all sixteen ounce. So tell us tell us where people can go find these, and uh, and and if you have any future plans to sort of expand that distribution.
2: Yeah. So um, right now you can pretty much find it in almost any retailer in Montgomery County. Um, I think we've done a pretty good job getting into a lot of that. We have a, a few guys who are out on the street who pick up new accounts. Um, we're out, I know we're in a bunch of places of, in Howard County. We're in a few Baltimore County, Baltimore City, um, Anne Arundel County.
3: few in Anne Arundel County, yeah, a few in Frederick.
2: Um, a couple in Prince George's County. So, you know, we we are expanding. Our, our goal is to continue to grow. Um, and a lot of times, you know, like I said, that comes from one or two of our guys out on the street or, you know, somebody who's come into the tasting room who has gone to their local beer store and man, man, I love this beer. Do you guys carry it? They say, no, but we can. And then they call us and, and then we can get in that way. So um, it's been kind of cool to see how quickly it's grown, the the wholesale and the distribution process and everything grow. So that's been pretty cool.
0: Are you are you guys anywhere close to capacity at this
3: point? Uh, not necessarily. Um, we will probably reach our full capacity in terms of space, fermentation space, this year. Wow. Um, we, our throughput is about uh, 40 to 50 barrels a week here, um, and that includes canning, kegging, um, things like that. So uh, coming up here over the summer, summertime especially, is you know I mean, that's busy season for everybody. That's when everybody's sure. out and about wanting to get to breweries. Um, we, we'll probably be doing about 60, 70 barrels throughput per week.
0: Well, wow! Yeah,
3: well, it's a big space. I mean, we're here in you know it's February,
0: right? And so, the, and it's what is it it's Friday? Friday night? Friday afternoon? Three thirty? Few people in the tap room, um, but there's like what four times the seating space outside of the room we're in. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, at the moment, all of which is well, most of which is indoors. Sort of. Uh, we went out there; it's a little comfortable. It's a warmer day today. But I've been here on a summer night when the, every table <laughs> is packed and there are blankets across the lawn and there are people playing everywhere, you know kids running around
3: and this place gets gets pretty, pretty packed. so
2: it definitely we're,
3: does. We're, we're blessed in, in that regard. Um, we do have the space and the, and the nice part about it is that we haven't had to call any kind of like adult swim type things. Um, you know, to keep, to keep kids out of the tap rooms. Right. I know that's kind of been like a hot button topic yeah. as of late. Um, our, our patrons actually naturally partition themselves. You yeah. know, young kids, young families usually set up on the lawn. Um, parents that have kids that are you know relatively you know a little bit older, they're not going to be running amok. Usually sit in the porch area or like mm-hmm. you know large parties sit in the porch area. And then inside, it's usually the, the older crowd. You know, people that are are here to sit down, have a pint, you know, with the family, get a pizza maybe. Nice. You said
0: you you might hit capacity this year. Like, that's where you're headed. Do you have plans to expand brewing capacity moving forward? We are
3: just now starting to entertain that idea. Yeah. Um, So we've been chasing two avenues, and uh, I don't want to say too much yet because we're still in the very, very very baby steps, baby stages of of planning for the next move. But um, the idea is to to double the capacity that that this place can handle. Wow. Wow. Speaking
1: of planning... Do you have any beers that you can talk about that you're planning for later in the year?
3: Uh, yes, yes. Um, I believe... Uh, so myself and uh, Earl from Crooked Crab are supposed to sit down next week. We're going to be doing a collaboration together. Um, we just did a collaboration with True Respite that's releasing tomorrow, um, as well as with Silver Branch down in Silver Spring. They're going to be opening up, uh, I think, within the next two or three weeks. Um so it's been uh, it's been nice to, to work with other people and see how they're doing things, and I mean there's we've got a wish list in the office right now. You know, the, I, I personally like with the Barely stuff. I really like to kind of mimic cocktails. Nice. Yeah, Thomas Gideon, uh, who does of a peculiar character, um, he and I collaborated on a beer over the summer um, that released for my thirtieth birthday um, called a Pleasant Country, and that was uh, in the style of a Manhattan. Um, Served with the orange wheel, it was almost like an old-fashioned. Lovely. 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 That's that's my my favorite cocktail. More barrel-aged stuff. Uh, We're starting to play around with the idea of sours. Um, We've got the the basement cleared out now. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, bacteria in clean space. I know some people are, some people aren't. I live in the camp of no bacteria in the clean space. So uh, We are going to be beginning sours this summer. Um, I think we'll start off either with a Flanders Red, maybe a Berliner Weiss, just to get something out. Um Berliner Weiss usually takes a little less time than something like a Flanders or an O'Brien. And... So tell us a little bit about um, what you like to do as a brewer,
0: you know, where you go and hang out and and some of the beers that you that you're looking for
3: in the in the area. So I am I am like a rare and obscure kind of guy really yeah i like to go into the some of the diviest places that have a really good reputation for craft beer and Mm -hmm. i will order things that i've never heard of um a lot of times uh i live right near the glenmont metro so a -hmm. lot of times my girlfriend and i'll catch the metro down to dc and we'll go out and get some food um you know this past year we went and got balkan food which if you if you haven't had balkan cuisine awesome um right. yeah, catch yourself some Balkan cuisine. It was almost like uh, like meze, but Balkan style. Um and then we went to a uh, couple bars off of H street thereafter and you know, I was able to find some really unique cocktails, different liquors. Um I I'm not just a big beer guy, I'm also a big bourbon and scotch guy.
0: Interesting. So
3: I, I like to round my palate out. and I also do enjoy the occasional bottle of wine. So.
0: Nice. Nice. I'm a I'm a whiskey guy too. Okay. Um, As am I. But in the last couple of years, three or four years, probably, I've been really in, into rums. Okay. There's some really interesting flavors uh, that people are that people are are baking into the rums that they're distilling. Right. Um. So it's and there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities I find in in a really good rum, and like a really nice porter. Uh, or malty, malty type porter or stout. So, but it, but I, I like it when, when brewers like look outside of beer to, for inspiration. So that's Absolutely. really, really cool. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. And I'm also a big foodie. So a lot of times like, I'm thinking about, okay, what kind of beer would I want with this food? You know, nice. What kind of flavors are, are going on? And how do I use the raw material that I use in beer? You know, How would a chef use that in a kitchen? Kind of deal. Yeah, and I have to
1: say, I just had the barrel aged number eight, I think it is, Lost Barrels, Lot Eight. Yes. Which was bourbon barrel. Wow. I mean, you did a nice s- job with that. Such a nice bourbon flavor. Thank you. you. Get a little hint of the oak. I mean, really, very tasty beer.
3: That beer has been uh, a, a work in progress <laughs> for a long time. Um, we don't reuse barrels here. We don't have a seam generator. So it's always a fresh barrel. Um, and it's, we've gotten more into blending. Um, so you know, taking younger batches and blending it with older batches, and figuring out where that sweet spot is, to, so to so not get too boozy, but right. also retain that that barrel characteristic.
1: Yeah, I thought it hit it perfectly between the bourbon flavor, barrel flavor, and not being overly boozy at all.
3: Thank you, so. thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it.
0: Well, you mentioned being a foodie, and I, and and I don't want to close uh, close out this episode without letting folks know about the. The food, if they come to visit Brookville, what kind of food they can get here. Uh, You guys tend to have food trucks come. Sure. Particularly on the weekends. But you also have uh, some food that's always in your tap room. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So we have our brick oven pizza that we do um, here all the time. We always have that open. And we have a handful of snacks, too. Just some easy munchy things. Pretzels and beer cheese or hummus. Uh, We do a pimento cheese and a baguette. Those kinds of things um we do have food trucks usually Fridays and Saturdays. It's been a little slow over the winter time sure. just because everything's a little slow over the winter time but in the summertime with our food trucks you know it's definitely awesome to have that right. uh, A lot of people will also bring in their own food sometimes so if people ever want to host like our party or get together here, they'll order some of our pizzas but they'll also bring in some outside food too. so it's kind of a good balance. Um, a lot of people, Will occasionally comment on how long our pizza wait time can get to, but as soon as they eat the pizza, they're like, "Oh, okay, now we know why the wait <laughs> time was so long." All right, <laughs> so it's kind of a it's kind of a good thing.
1: And what kind of events do you have here as well?
2: So, as far as events that we plan ourselves, we try to provide music every Friday and Saturday uh, in the wintertime they play up here in the tap room but in the summertime we have a bandstand that they play out on the lawn so it encourages everybody to set up out there for the evening we have a lawn bar that we pour beer out of too so they don't have to truck all the way up from the lawn into the tasting room and then back down so that kind of makes it long trip yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah Um, I'm too far (laughs) from beer. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It it, it can be a long hike depending on how many beers you've had, though. (laughs) And if you have kids in tow and you have to bring them with you every time and then take them back. um, And then we occasionally will do, we've got paint nights that we host here, and you can find dates for those on our websites. We've been diving into some other options about activities at um, game nights and trivia nights, things like that. So uh, that's in the works and happening. Um, We are just about to gear up for our festival planning. We've started planning the festival. Brookfield Beer Festival,
3: June 15th, save the date. Woohoo. It's going to be,
2: yeah, it'll be a good one. Um, So we're planning that. But other than that, a lot of people, you know, people will call and ask if they can host events here. And we're like, yeah, sure, but we can't reserve anything for you. So it's kind of come save your space and have your people and, you know, so, yeah.
0: All right, So you guys are fairly rural. You're a little bit out in the middle of nowhere. You're not far from Olney. Sure. But um, I'm just curious. How easy is it to like get Uber or Lyft or or like that kind of transportation because it's a it's a great place to come, but if you don't have to drive you can always it's have even a few better. You, you can always have a couple more <laughs> beers if you don't have to drive. It's
3: not too bad. Yeah? I've had yeah, I've had a Lyft or Uber home. From here before so, yeah, yeah. Okay. especially for like release parties and things yeah
0: they
2: do come here
0: yeah so, okay. I, that's that's, that's thing, good to know i want to i want to encourage folks to you know if, to definitely come out here but if you're coming out here you know maybe take the metro yep. up you know as far as you can go on the red line <laughs> <laughs> and then lift or uber from there so that you can enjoy the the incredible variety of beers that you guys have So before we close out, is there anything you want our listeners to know about? Um.
2: Yeah, so the Brookville Beer Festival uh, is going to be June 15th. We've invited um, probably about 25 breweries uh, with a heavy focus on other farm breweries. So really trying to get that farm brewery. Um, concept in front of more people. You know, a lot of people have heard about it, but then there's a lot of people who haven't. And just the concept of whenever I tell anybody I work at the Brookville Beer Farm or I work for a farm brewery, they're like, oh, so what, do you go out and pick the beer off trees? <laughs> that <laughs> yes. is the most
3: cliche thing that I've heard a Exactly so. what I do.
2: And then I usually walk away and leave them with that because, you know, obviously that's not what it is. But, you know, um, so having a focus on some, some ag- agriculture aspects, you know, as well as just community, we've tried to include um as many breweries as our space will handle so it's actually going to be across i think technically it's next door to the brewery at camp bennett so mm-hmm. we'll have it in a big field it's a big outdoor festival music and food and beer all the fun stuff um and it so happens to be on father's day weekend just in case anybody needs something to do for their father this is a good a good thing to do i think last right. year
3: was a good time it was yeah. a really good time we hope we can uh, see you guys out there you yeah. know and, adam rich like you guys if you want to show up you know just give us a ring i'm definitely i think i know what i'm gonna do for father's (laughs) day yeah Yeah. alia's my daughter alia listen did you hear Yeah, (laughs) it's also
2: a good excuse for the fathers to be like i need a day before father's day to myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so where can people find brookville beer farm if they want to see what you got on tap or what's going on or what's coming up in the future
2: So because we've grown so quickly, the list is actually kind of extensive right now. But if you go to our website, we do have a beer finder page on our website. So you can look and see what uh, stores we're in for drafts and what stores we're in for cans. And then, um, again, if we're not in your neighborhood store, just call the beer firm, call us or have the store call us. And we can easily set something up and get them beer, usually within the week assuming we have whatever beer it is that they're looking for.
3: You can also find more more info on our Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. All right, so what are those? What's the website?
2: Uh, so the website is thebrookvillebeerfarm.com. Thebrookvillebeerfarm.com?
0: brookvillebeerfarm.com. Just,
2: Brookvillebeerfarm. Just brookvillebeerfarm.com. Just brookvillebeerfarm.com.
0: <laughs> and what are your handles for the other stuff?
2: brookville underscore beer underscore farm. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think <laughs> I've beer. ever had to say it out loud before. Really? This it. is why
3: I make the beer and not market it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the and funny
0: thing is I ask everybody we talk to, every brewery we talk to, I ask the same question as if the people listening to this show can't simply go to Google <laughs> type right. in Brookville Beer Farm and find all of this. Like, none of you know how to do that, yeah. do you? And yet I ask it every time. Every time, So yeah. Google Brookville Beer Farm, B-R-O-O-K-E-V-I-L-L-E. It sounds like a song. It does sound like a song. <laughs> 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 anyway, Brookville w- Beer B- Farm. W B R Beer <laughs> <on>. Sorry. <laughs> Kenny Borkman. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for being here, head brewer at Brookville Beer Farm. Lauren, thank you for being here and telling us about all the events and uh, and all the stuff that you guys are doing. We're really excited to be here. We're love love trying the beer. We encourage all of our listeners to come out and. Uh, Visit the tap room, visit the space, uh, visit the farm, uh, especially the summer, because this place is fantastic in the summertime. Bring a blanket, bring your kids, lay out on the lawn. Bring your thirst. Bring your thirst. Uh, Please uh, tell your friends about our podcast. Make sure that you uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to it. Give us reviews. Tell your friends about us. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: And remember, always drink great beer.